0: We have been on quite a journey this weekend. If you're here on Friday evening, you're taken through the rewriting of your story in Jesus and the price that was paid to be able to rewrite your story and my story. And what a price it was. If you're here yesterday morning, you understood that the perfect work of salvation was completed in Christ Jesus, and he invited you to rest in his finished work. But this morning, this morning we're here to say the tomb is empty. Our Savior has risen forever to be at the right hand of the Father. All power and authority has been given to him. And we say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. We serve a risen Savior. Let's bow our heads. Father, we come before you on such great news, you're drawing our attention to your story of us. And I pray this morning, we will allow your story to replace our story of ourselves. Open our hearts and our minds and give us your understanding in Jesus name. Amen. I'm so sorry I'm still suffering a little from bronchitis. So please work with me. (laughs) Again, let's turn to Ephesians. Chapter 1. Verse 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We need to unpack that just a little here. What is a spiritual blessing? Is it not something that you're going to need for the next life? We have a physical life here. But God is not just calling us to live a physical life here. He's calling us to live with him in the next life. And he says he's planning to give us all of these blessings in who. In Christ. So what's this next life? Is the next life not eternal life? Hasn't God the Father said this is his testimony? That he has given us what? Eternal life. And that life is in his son. So if you want to live with God in the next life, in the eternal life to come, he says, stand still and look. I have given you everything you are going to need for that life right now in Jesus Christ. So the question I have for you this morning question I want you to ask yourself, what do you need? What do you need here and now so you can live with God for the rest of eternity? What do you need? I think it's time for us to start taking God at his word. He's wanting to give you all these spiritual blessings right now to make sure that you are there with him. So what is it you need? The Father in verse 4 says that he had, just as he chose us in him when before the foundations of the world. Think about that for a moment. When was God wanting to give you this story? When was it that God wanted to rewrite your history before he even created Adam and Eve? You see, God knew what was going to happen. And he still wants you. He still wants you to be with him. And we can say because Jesus has risen from the dead, God can still have his wish in your life. Because Jesus is risen, the Father says, I have more for you than just the redemption of yourselves, your soul." I have more for you than just to forgive you of your sins. I have blessings for you. And this morning, we want to just look at some of these blessings. The Father says he wants to give little old me, an insignificant sinner in this universe. He wants to give me... All these blessings. Does he want to give you these blessings too? Then do you believe him? Are you going to accept his story of you? I know I want to accept his story. I want him to rewrite my story. Because the story that I have in my mind, the story that the devil likes to tell me over and over again, has not led to peace of mind. What about your story? When you look in the mirror, do you see the perfect and completed work in you? When you look in the mirror, do you see someone who can stand before the perfect law of liberty? And is your story able to stand up to it? My story cannot, has not, but I thank God this morning, he has rewritten my story and that story is in his son. And if I have the son, if you have the son, you have a new story. God has given you a new story. So why don't why don't we embrace that this morning? God wants you and I to prove Him, to test Him. He's saying, I have something better for you. And he's given each and every one a measure of faith. So what are you going to do with your measure of faith? What are you going to choose to believe in? Are you going to choose to believe his story? Or are you going to choose to believe somebody else's story? What does God need to do to let you know what he thinks about you? Oh, family, we serve a good God. We serve a God who has always had our best interests at heart. And it's time we start acting like we actually believe and accept his story. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. In him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. God has given us everything that we need to live with him in the next life. The fact that we serve a risen Savior meant God has kept his promise. So what do you need from him? Verse 4 ends with, G- with God saying that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He has, written our, he has rewritten our story and it's higher than I would ever have imagined. The standards are beyond me. But he says, you don't need to worry about that. I have given you my son. And guess what? His life was holy. His life was blameless. His life was spotless. And he wants you to have that life. He wants you to have that story. Will you let him? I look in the mirror, and I, like Paul, have to say, O oh, wretched man that I am, who is going to be able to deliver me from this body? of death. Have you found anybody who can better? Have you found anybody who can better help you escape this body of death? What out there in the world will you exchange for your soul? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If you've condemned yourself, if others have condemned you, take Jesus' story, please. In his story, there is no condemnation. In his story, we are accepted before the Father. What more can he do for you? What more would you want him to do for you? It goes on. And Jesus says, He has given you the ability to walk in the flesh. Or sorry, to walk in the spirit (laughs) and not in the flesh. The life of Jesus gives you, equips you to walk in the spirit. What does that mean? It means that my life, my thought processes that always lead only from one sin to another sin, hitting one low note after low note, one low standard after another low standard, that life, that what is called my flesh, God says, you don't have to walk in that. But Father, that just comes natural to me. Yes, it might come natural to you, but I have rewritten your story. I have made it so you can now desire the things of the Spirit. I don't have to be at odds with God. In Romans, turn with me there for a minute. This is where we're we're walking through Romans chapter 8. We're looking at the things that God has decided to bless us with in this life so that we can live with him in the life to come. Romans 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me what? Free. Has made me free from the law of sin and death. What will you do with that gift? What will you do with your newfound freedom that God has written into your story because of what Jesus did that Friday evening? Because the tomb is empty today, what will you do with this new freedom? I hope you are as amazed as I am at what God has decided to do with with your story. Sorry about all that extra noise. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful me. On account of sin, he condemned it. He condemned sin in the flesh. On account of me, Father have mercy on us because of Jesus my father and your father has been was able to condemn your sinfulness in the flesh apart from the law without having to change the law without having to make excuses for our weaknesses without having to accept us in our sin, God the Father eliminated the obstacle that stood between him and us. And I praise him this morning for rewriting that story for me. So again, I ask you, what do you need right now? What obstacle are you seeing in your path that makes it difficult for you to accept the new story that the Father has given you? You know, the devil likes your story. Your heart secretly likes it too. It's comfortable with that story. It it doesn't mind lingering in it, and the devil has no problems reminding you each and every day just what your story is supposed to be. But this morning we can say, devil, it doesn't matter what you say my story is. The only thing that matters is what God says my story is. And God says he has wonderful things for us. God says he sees us completely different than our hearts or the devil could ever see us. God sees us as he sees his son. His son that he is well pleased in. God is well pleased with you because you have accepted his story of you written in red. Look at Romans chapter 8 verses 6 through 8. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. What is it that God wants to give us through Jesus? Spiritual blessings. He wants to give us a spiritual mind, something we are incapable right now of possessing on our own. But he says, no, 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 I'm rewriting your story. You were carnally minded but you can have my mind and you can have it through my son. Because the carnal mind is enmity, is hostile against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor indeed can be. That was our, that was our history a mind that has no desire for the things of God, a mind that challenged God at every turn, at every corner. And now, because of a risen Savior, we can have the mind of God. What can we do with that? It means now I can desire the things that God desires for me. It means that God's will is not at odds with me anymore. God's will can reside in you without any animosity, without any resentment, with, oh my. <laughs> without any offense. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but we are not in the flesh. He has not given us that story. The story that Jesus has given us is that we can have that mind. And so Paul says in Philippians, let that mind, whose mind, let the mind of Jesus be in you. We have the ability. God has blessed us with the ability to have his mind so that we can live with him in the next life forever. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So he goes on and says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. God has also given you his spirit so that his spirit will allow you to walk in the spirit. To walk as God wants you to walk. That means your sinfulness, my sinfulness, is not the end of our story. God's idea of me, God's view of me, God's view of you is still being written. Because Jesus is still interceding on your behalf right now in the heavenly sanctuary. God has not left anything to chance that you will need in order to live with him. He wants you in the next life. And he has given you every gift. Every blessing that you're going to need. So what what else can hold you from him? What else keeps you from coming to the Father? Your salvation, my salvation, is complete in Jesus. And because your salvation is complete in Him, God wants to give you everything that He has given Jesus. Just think about that. My little sinful story, God has rewritten and rewritten in such a way that Heaven and those on Earth and those under the Earth have to acknowledge that God is who he is. Paul says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Because of the Spirit, you will live. Because of the Spirit, we can have the mind of Jesus. Because God has given us his spirit and that spirit brings with it with him the life of Jesus We have a new story Are you getting tired of hearing that yet? We have a new story Why wouldn't you want that new story? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all these things? Who is there left to bring a charge against you? Who can bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. He is, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Who is able to undo this new story that God has written for us? I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers or things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul stands up and says, there is nothing that can rewrite your story that God has written for you. If you are willing to believe and accept what he has written about you in his son. So in closing, if you want to spend the next life with your father in heaven, You must let him give you all the spiritual blessings you are going to need to be successful. And that is all through Jesus. God is for you. Did you hear me? God is for you. He is not against you. Therefore, please use your measure of faith I implore you, use it to accept what God the Father has to say about you. God is for us. There is nothing you need to spend, there is nothing you will need to spend the rest of eternity with your dad that he has not already provided for us. My God, our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The story of Jesus is the story, is the father's story of you written in red.